Welcome to the Neurological Knowledge Podcast, where we help everyday folks understand the world of neurological rehabilitation. Navigating the world after a stroke can be incredibly difficult, intimidating, or just seem downright impossible. The American healthcare system is filled with problems that sometimes purposefully try to make everything more difficult to understand. Doctors spend, on average, about 15 minutes with patients explaining their condition, which is an unacceptably short amount of time to spend explaining very complicated medical topics. This is made worse by the use of medical terms everyday people aren't familiar with, conflicting information from different sources like the internet, and the lack of training healthcare providers get in how to make this information easier to understand. If you feel overwhelmed, I'm here to tell you that you're not alone. I can't tell you the number of times we, as student physical therapists, have had to re-explain or clarify information our patients received from their doctor. Our mission is to demystify neurological conditions for everyday people. And I hope that by the end of this podcast, you walk away with some information you can take action on and improve either your own life or the life of someone you love. My name is Tyler Reeves, and I'm a student physical therapist at the University of Missouri. Today I'm joined by my co-hosts and fellow student physical therapists, Caitlin Fields, Tony Duverger, Ashley Burgess, Mallory Stoner, and Emily Stevens to discuss life after stroke. More specifically, we're going to focus on what it means to be a family member or caretaker for an adult after they have a stroke. What exactly is a stroke? What should you expect? When will they get better? What does the evidence say about the kind of care they should be getting? We try to answer these questions for you and more, as well as provide some general recommendations to get you started. Hi, this is Mallory. So I'm just going to tell you a little bit about what a stroke is. Um, So a stroke is an injury to the brain and the brain needs a constant flow of oxygen and blood to function. So a stroke is when this flow is interrupted. You may also hear the term CVA or cerebral vascular accident, which means the same thing as a stroke. There are two types of strokes. The most common is when the blood supply to the brain is blocked, and the other type is when there is bleeding in the brain. Everyone with a stroke is impacted differently, and not everyone recovers the same way. Some of the most common effects of a stroke include difficulty moving, changes in sensation, speech, and communication difficulty, all of which may greatly impact someone's life. Hi, my name is Caitlin, and I am here to talk to you about early recognition of signs of a stroke. So early recognition of signs of a stroke can actually help save somebody's life. Um, An easy way to remember signs is to be F-A-S-T, or be fast. So F stands for face. Someone who's having a stroke may have a face that appears uneven or droopy on one side. A stands for arms. One arm may be weak or feel a little bit numb. S stands for speech. 
ask your loved one to say one simple sentence. It may be hard for them to talk or they may even seem confused. T stands for time. Time is very important when someone is experiencing signs of a stroke. The quicker they can get to a doctor, the better. Call 911 immediately to get the medical help. Other signs of a stroke can even include trouble seeing or trouble walking. So always remember, knowing these signs can help save somebody's life and to always be fast. Hi, this is Ashley. I wanted to talk about a common question that is asked after having a stroke. Will the person get better and how soon? Every person who has a stroke presents a little differently because it depends on which part of the brain the stroke happened in. Symptoms can include changes in memory and personality, difficulty with balance, difficulty speaking or understand what other people say to them, changes in sensation, or in other words, the ability to feel, and difficulty moving their arms and legs, which can lead to difficulty walking. However, when someone has a stroke, it does not mean that they will definitely have these symptoms because it depends on the area of the brain that was affected. They may have some of these symptoms, but not others. The time it takes to get better depends on the impact of the stroke, symptoms that someone has, and their prior activity level before they had the stroke. People who have had a stroke often get better with physical therapy, occupational therapy, and speech therapy. Physical therapy works on walking, balance, and strengthening. Occupational therapy focuses on being able to dress yourself, bathe yourself, and use the restroom. And speech therapy works on helping a person who has had a stroke communicate with others and also works on memory. Even if someone doesn't get better right away, that doesn't mean it can't and won't happen. As I mentioned previously, every person heals differently. Hi, this is Emily Stevens. I'm gonna talk about a little bit what happens in the hospital and when you go home. Um, so after your loved one is stable in the hospital, they will begin to have hospital staff come by like occupational and physical therapy to really help your loved one regain their strength and practice daily tasks, depending on what is most difficult for them. After their stay in the, that initial stay in the hospital, uh, your loved one can either continue to stay in the hospital and join an intensive exercise program before they go home, or they may be able to go home without the longer stay. This really just depends on a bunch of factors like how quickly they got to the hospital, how active they were beforehand, and how many other conditions that they have. When your loved one does go home, they may continue to have therapies through a clinic like a doctor's appointment. At the clinic, uh, the evidence says that intense exercise is the best option, and this should really look like your loved one is working really, really hard. And then after your loved one is done with therapy, um, they should continue to stay active as much as they can to really prevent uh, future health issues down the line. Hi, it's Tony. I know a big concern for a lot of you out there is how can I help them? First, I need to say that just wanting to be there for your family member is an amazing thing. And strong social support is one of the biggest motivators for people who have had a stroke. Depending on what type of stroke they've had and how they're doing after, there's a range of things that you would be able to help with. Offering to drive them to appointments, helping them when they do their home exercises, or just helping them around the house are all things that anyone can do. It's also important to be patient with them. They could have speech issues or other difficulties communicating, but making sure to listen and doing your best to understand can be huge for them. Another thing is to not be too overbearing. 
It might be against your instincts, but while your family member might struggle with some things, it's important to let them still do the things that they can do by themselves. Let's say if they can open a door, let them open that door. Let them make their own breakfast. Let them even clean up that spill. Being able to do things by themselves is really impactful for building independence and confidence. Overall, just let them know that they have your support and that they aren't a burden on you. Meet them with a smile, ask them about their day, treat them like your family, and help out where they need it. So just to think about um, the impact of stroke on family members and friends, um, if you're interested in learning more or are seeking support because someone you know has been impacted by a stroke, there are resources on stroke.org from the American Heart Association. Some of these resources that you might find useful and helpful would be the support group finder, which you plug in your zip code and then it will give you a list of options based on how far um, of a radius you're willing to go for support groups in your area. And then there's also a stroke family hotline. It's actually called the warm line at 1-888-478-7653, which provides a team member who can offer support helpful information, or just a listening ear. Hey, it's Tyler again. If you're listening to this podcast, I can only imagine how difficult of a time this may be for you. And that doesn't even come close to the full picture. We've discussed what a stroke is, expectations for recovery, and how you can advocate for your loved ones. You can find citations for this episode and additional resources in the show notes. Thank you for listening and expanding your neurological knowledge.